catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Teachers are the lifeblood of any school, any educational system, and by extension, any country and the world in general. Their role is to facilitate learning, and that is why we talk about things like teaching aids, teaching and learning environment, teachers training, teachers upskilling, teachers support structure, and standardization of the teaching profession. The COVID-19 has not only disrupted but increased the already existing inequalities in access to meaningful literacy learning opportunities. And with the rise of video conferencing, online-enabled classes, classroom apps, and the increased reliance on ICT, the pandemic has been a reminder of the critical importance to upskill and train teachers. The idea behind technology is to advance the interaction and relationships among humans. And how can we achieve this in the educational sector? by continuing in the trend of increased awareness, training, and retraining of teachers and providing the tools and the knowledge necessary to carry out what is needed. In a bid to contribute our bid to the efforts, we started a series called the Classroom Series, which is aimed at equipping teachers and educators with the skills necessary to make an impact in a tech-advanced world. This is the second episode of the Classroom Series, and we're looking into how teachers can organize and set quizzes for their students with online teaching tools. An independent educational consultant who promotes creative and critical thinking through digital tools, Karen Wallstra, would guide us through this episode. And I'm so excited um, that we got through the first and we're at the second episode now. Welcome, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm really excited to be speaking about online quizzes. Mm, okay, okay. Why, why exactly are you excited? Any particular reason? Because I really think that this is a tool that can change the way teachers interact and engage with their students. I don't think we use them effectively enough. And I think it can be something that can really make our students excited about their learning. Mm, really. Okay, let's start with the idea of assessment. A lot of people might not, you know, be comfortable with, you know, the fact that they're like, you know, very formal, uh, formally you know, slated assessments, uh, ways to judge students. Uh, that's on a general note. Now, what do you think about, you know, the idea of assessment generally? And um, why is assessment important when teaching students online? I think the way our system is constructed globally in terms of going into higher education institutions where you still need an assessment record, assessments are important from that point of view. But from a teaching point of view for a teacher wherever he or she is teaching at whatever level, the assessment can be used so that they can turn their lessons into personalized learning for their students. If you are assessing in a way that you are doing this often and in small chunks and regularly without the students feeling threatened, you can really get the students to know what they know and you can quickly see if they know what they think they know. But you can also then adapt your lesson so that you can have either differentiated groups or individual tasks for different children either to reinforce what they need to understand so that they can go further with their learning or 
to extend children into spaces where they can really begin to move into critical thinking of evaluating and assessing and analyzing content. So assessment, whether you see it as this big beast that perhaps you don't want to do, can be really seen as beneficial if we do it in our classes often and not just when we're told to do it because the system says so. Okay, now some teachers would actually say, okay, I can teach online, yeah, but I would have the assessment um, physical, written or, you know, submitted to me physically so I can grade it and look at it physically. Why should teachers use online quizzes, you know, to create assessments or have assessments that are online based um, for their lessons? Well, if we take the scenario of you working with your students online, and you're wanting an instant response. So you're wanting to know in this lesson right now whether the students are understanding the work you're teaching. An online quiz is the best way of doing it. If your students are even answering one or two questions for you on a piece of paper at the beginning of your lesson, you're not gonna be able to mark all of those quickly enough and carry on teaching or reteach information in that lesson. So, for using an online assessment, you are then getting the students to get feedback straight away as to whether they know they understand the information because the instant feedback feature can be used so that the students can see it as well. But for you, the great advantage is that you can see whether your students are understanding the concept as a whole, as a class, and then you can carry on teaching you could also, when they're beginning to do an activity, you could quickly refer back to that and see, oh, maybe I need to go and chat to these few children or grab a group of them and go and reteach some information. And so an online quiz gives you that kind of feature. The fear of teachers talking about online assessment for larger assessments, so the bigger group type assessments or the more formal assessments, that can also be addressed. For example, if you're using a device like a Chromebook, which is a Google laptop, which uses Chrome as the operating system, and if you're a Google school, you can actually lock down that Chromebook so that when the students are actually doing their, their assessment on the Google form, all they will have access to would be the Google form. If you've now got a camera on with a video call, you can then monitor students in terms of whether they're focusing on the form or whether they're looking around and perhaps looking for other answers or opening up other tabs. And so you can put perimeters in place using technology to make sure that your formal assessments are also done in an authentic and um, meaningful manner that students are not actually uh, abusing the system. So there are tools in place that can help you to do that. The other advantage is if you've used an online assessment and you've got a section which is multiple choice or short answer questions, those questions you can get the computer to answer and mark, and I mean, not to answer, the students would answer them, that the computer would mark them. And all you would need to do is just go and check that the ones that have been marked incorrect perhaps should be re-moderated, perhaps you're not marking spelling and the spelling is wrong, or perhaps the student has added a the or an app or a something like that in the front of the, of the to make it a statement rather than a word, and so it's been marked wrong. 
And then you can moderate the long questions and mark those as if it was a piece of paper. You can then, when that's all marked, you can decide whether the answers get fed back to the students or whether they don't receive them in the same way as a paper-based assessment. So there are really many advantages to using an online assessment for saving time, for knowing where your students are at, and for um, helping you to create lessons that are really appropriate to your learner's ability for that particular lesson content. Mm, very interesting. And for the informal ones, uh, it's not like the teacher is trying to hunt the students down, but more so that the teacher has an idea of what the students know and what the teacher should actually work on. And so the teacher knows, okay, this is what I'm working on now. And these are the strengths and the weaknesses of the different students on this particular lesson, right? Exactly. And it can even be done in a fun way. So you could have a gamification version that students who submit their answers quickly perhaps get some kind of badges. Students who get them right get some kinds of badges. Students who then redo the assessments and get them right because they've now understood it might get some kind of badges. So you could think of how you gamify your lesson with using these kinds of quizzes. We should teach children how to cope with the stress of assessment. It's a huge problem. And we need to teach them how to read assessments, how to read the question and then answer properly. And all of those techniques can be reinforced using an online assessment, just as when we are doing a face-to-face -face assessment. And this is really important because uh, the world is getting to the point where most assessments, especially the formal ones, are beginning to move from physical to online uh, platforms. And if the students don't know how to handle this or how to go about this, then it's really going to be problematic. They may know it, but they may uh, have the fear or uh, they may not feel comfortable um, when they have to do these assessments formally on online platforms. And I'm, I'm thinking this is also one of the very big advantages too. Yes, that is definitely so. If you just think of the stress students go through when it's a paper-based assessment and how stressful students are there, if suddenly they're now getting to an end of a school marking section and now students have to suddenly hop onto online assessments and they've never done that, that just adds another huge amount of stress for the students that doesn't need to be there. So I agree with you that there's the advantage of doing it regularly, that the children get to understand the tools, get to know um, how to use them. And using a variety of them by the teacher is also important because it makes the students more observant, it keeps them interested. So not using the same type over and over, it's also beneficial to have a variety. Now, talking about this variety, what types of these tools are available for teachers, you know, the assessment and the quiz tools? There are so many tools. There, if you as a teacher just go on and start typing in quiz or online quiz or online forms, you will see that there are probably hundreds of different types of tools that you could use. Today, we're only going to speak about a few but I really think as a teacher, go and play, go and search for tools, 
perhaps find one that's within your productivity suite. So if you're using Google, Google Forms for me is really lovely. If you use Microsoft, then use Microsoft Forms. Whatever it is, start with what's ever in your productivity suite. Get to know it really well as the teacher. Find out how you can set it with automark features, how you can set it so that the students get instant feedback. Also get to know how you can switch those features off and how you can actually not give them feedback straight away to your students so that you get to know how to set up the form for your students. Get to know how to set up short word or multiple choice type questions. And how do you do those both from a knowledge and recall type question or a higher order thinking question? And then think about what kind of long answer questions would you put on a digital form? How long do you want the answers to be? And could you use diagrams? Could the students upload other documents into the quizzes or the forms for you? So really get to know them really well. So I would first say start with a productivity suite that you know. That would be my first tip. Another tool that I really think is beneficial to schools, particularly if your students don't have devices, so if you're in a school where you just have a data projector on, connected to your computer and your own cell phone, a resource that's really great is called Plickers. P-L-I-C-K-E-R-S. Plickers. And what Plickers does is you download your Plicker cards. So these are like big QR codes. And if you look at Plicker card carefully, you'll see that it's one side is A, then there's a B, then there's a C, then there's a D. And as the teacher turns the card or the child turns the card, it will give a different answer. So Plicker questions are multiple choice only. And what happens is you set up the questions. You then show the questions to your students on your data projector so that they know which answer to select, A, B, C, or D. They then hold up their card with the number that they want up. Before you got to the lesson, you would have set up a class. You would have assigned your students to different clicker cards. So that would already be in your admin section of your uh, clicker admin. And then you take your phone and as your students are holding up their cards, you scan all the cards. And it's really clever in terms of the scanning. It only picks up each card once. And so it will tell you how many cards it's read. And you can then tell children at the back of the class to hold them higher or so forth. And eventually your whole class's cards would be read and you then get instant feedback from those cards. You can then show that graph just as you can with a Google form um, on your, with your students. You can show them the Plicker graph and you can quickly see whether your students have understood the work or not understood the work. After the lesson, you can go back and see which students have not got the answers right and you can address it then with your students. But if you don't have a lot of technology in your school or you don't want your students to have devices in your schools yet, this is a really great solution for you to use. What do you think of that one, Tony? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I I think it's actually nice too. Yeah, I think so. Um, have we have we exhausted like? No, those? no, uh, we haven't. Okay, let's so, let's continue. I'll have my comments after um, you're done. <laughs> Great. So another one is called quizzes. This is spelled Q U I Z I Z Z. That's really weird, but mm -hmm. that's how it's spelled. And quizzes has a wide range of quizzes that have already been made by other teachers globally. So you can hop into quizzes and you can go and find an existing quiz and you can then set it for your students to play. You can also go into quizzes and create your own accounts or your own quizzes for your students. It also has a wonderful dashboard, so it shows you how your students are progressing and how they are doing. So have a look at quizzes. The topics within there are really wide. And just like any of the other quiz type tools, you can go in and make a quiz about anything, whichever topic you are doing. My tip to you in terms of preparing for a quiz is always have thought about the questions that you're going to ask before you start going into the tool. Think exactly about what you're wanting the questions to find out for you that you are asking your students. So make it meaningful so that the answers you get will really give you the answer you need for your students at that particular time. Another tool is one that I mentioned last week as well. For me, one, it's engaging, but two, it's a great quiz tool. And that's called LORU Games. It's L-O-R-U Games. Go in and set up an account for yourself here. In the same way as um, Pickers, LORU Games only does multiple choice. The other thing to remember when you're setting up a LORU Game quiz is that you want to keep your answers really short. Don't make them statements. So single word answers, numbers, testing multiplication or addition or subtraction or division type questions or checking of spelling of words, those kinds of questions are ideal for this tool. And as I said last week, for me, the great thing about this tool is once you've set the quiz, and you share it with your learners, your students would choose the type of game they want to play. So they'll go in and they'll play a game, which then reinforces that knowledge. And you can then set it so that the questions are, are randomized and the children can play it again and again and again and build up their knowledge, perhaps around multiplication or division, or perhaps around spelling you're trying to get the students to do. So think about how you could use this game to build baseline content knowledge that the students could then use other tools with, or you can use other tools with to build on that knowledge further. But this is a great tool for quick kind of assessments and getting the children really engaged. For example, if they're really little children and you've got weekly spelling words that they need to learn or things like that, this is a great platform to do it from that point of view. Those are just some of the tools that I thought to share today, Tony. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, something that really speaks to me is uh, making it meaningful. Um, the teachers intentionally 
working towards the tools and the features that would make it meaningful for the learning experience for the teacher and for um, the learner. Do, do you have um, any features that you think really benefits both the learner and the teacher you'd want to share you know, in these tools? So again, I think what really makes it meaningful for me is the instant feedback. Because you as a learner quickly sees Ah, oh, I didn't get that right. Damn, I need to practice that. Or, um, oh dear, I need to reinforce this. But also when you've practiced it a lot and you've got to understand the tool and you get feedback that it's correct, that's also really great in terms of a student to say, yes, I've got it now. So features like that for me are really useful. The other great feature in terms of uh, digital quizzes is in making it meaningful is you as the teacher can work on them at any time of the day whatever suits you and you don't need to now go and take it off to a um a, a ronioing machine or a photocopying machine to get the copies done for your students or to get somebody to moderate it what you can do in most of these types of quizzes is you can add a collaborator or somebody who can share with you. So, for example, in a Google form, you would go into the settings and you would add people, other teachers, or perhaps a head of department who can see the quiz that you are setting, see the assignment that you are setting. And they can then moderate it then and there as well which then also saves time for both you as the teacher and the other people on your team or the people in leadership at the school who need to see what's being done. That for me is a really great feature in terms of making it meaningful within the schooling space from an administration point of view. And then if we again look at the, um, the students, the results that they get. So if you set it that they get uh, immediate feedback you could then also be sharing that feedback with their parents so the parents could also instantly know how students are progressing or you could create a report that gets sent to the parents once a week so that the students can see uh, the parents can see how their students are progressing rather than having to wait for the reports at the end of a term or for a parent meeting so you could be engaging with the parents and the students in a really meaningful way so that they feel as if they are progressing well or if assistance is needed, they can reach out to you or you can inform them how you are addressing the needs. Interesting. For me, I think what works also would be formatting the platforms uh, to make sure the students can go back and maybe retake the quiz or the assessment yeah. and maybe take it again and again and again, like the game, like play the game again yes. and again and again until they yes. get very comfortable with it. And it now becomes like, you know, a part of their life. And they're like, oh, if you just ask them this, they already know this because um, they've, you know, engaged with it and they've interacted with it again and again that's very true especially if you're doing assessments that are auto marked so if you are trying to build kind of base knowledge whether it's science content or 
history content or languages and maths as we often fall back on. It could be anything where you're trying to get them to know the base kind of knowledge so that they can go up into the higher order thinking, allowing students to retake an assessment. And if possible, if it makes sense within your quiz that questions can be randomized. So what that means is that instead of the same questions always being in the same order, the computer would just randomly put questions forward. Now, yeah. sometimes that doesn't work because if you've got a maths type scenario where there's a progression of learning that you want your students to work through and they have to have answered question A before they get to question B, then randomizing isn't going to work. But if your questions are not like that, that they can be all mixed up, that's a great feature is to click on, especially if you want your students to retake the content again and again and again to see how they're progressing. And you already started answering the next question I have in mind. I know you mentioned dealing with online assessment stress for students, but I know it's also a stress for teachers too, especially when we're getting yes. to the end of term or end of session and then we have to do reporting and all of those things. Now, before we get to how these tools can assist teachers with their assessment and reporting administration, I'd like you to speak again to you know emphasize on how important it is to make these quizzes fun um, for the students and uh, to intentionally find what is important for the teacher to find out while using uh, these quiz uh, tools and uh, platforms? So I think looking at your two uh, questions, I, th I think there are two questions um, here. So the first one is looking at it in terms of the assessments are fun. Assessments are not always fun. Sometimes we've got to learn. Sometimes there's stuff we've had to remember. But I think what we can do as teachers is teaching students to cope with the stress of assessment. Because if it's an end-of-term assessment, it is stressful. There might be stress at home because you're expected to get really good grades and perhaps you're feeling fearful of not understanding all the work. So I think that the assessment is like the end of the journey for some of the, of the um, content. But as the teacher, we should be preparing our students for that assessment. And so then if we look at in terms of the kinds of questions we ask, we need to be asking those questions, not just in assessments. So we should be talking about the kinds of things we want the children to really know when we are discussing a topic, when it's just a verbal engagement with our students. We need to get students to be researching information and coming back and talking about it, not always making a presentation or uh, completing a task, but being able to discuss it with confidence. So really building up the student's knowledge so that they can actually do the tasks that you've set for the term effectively, whether the task is a written task or a presentation, or whether it's using a quiz or a form or an assessment. We want our students to know the stuff. Our education systems are really interesting in that we don't actually build our children's long-term memory. We teach our children stuff, we assess it, and then we move on. 
And then the next year's teacher will say in the staff room to a teacher, you never taught this. The children don't know it. <laughs> it's not true. The teacher might have taught it, but they haven't taught it in a way that builds long-term memory. And so quizzes are a really great way of helping to build long-term memory as well because we could quickly go back and set a quiz about something we did two or three weeks ago and say to the students, okay, do you remember that? You need to know that because of what we're doing today. And so we can be helping our students to build long-term memory by how we ask our questions in our day-to-day -day engagement with our lessons as well as in our online forms. And then if I then go back to making it fun, I really, really think learning and lessons should be fun. And as teachers, we control that. We control the atmosphere in our classrooms. We control how we speak to our students. We control the kinds of activities which our students do. So if we make our lessons exciting, fun, that the children want to engage, that they're keen to go and learn about information, that they're happy to share ideas, that they feel comfortable giving their own view, even if it's different to yours as the teacher, that all contributes to children loving school and wanting to be there. As a teacher, if we had to ask our students, do they love school? What kind of answer would we get? And the way we position our whole classroom as a whole, not just the quizzes we set, really impacts that. And that, for me, is how school should be fun. Not just the kinds of quizzes that it's a game, but everything in terms of, is this meaningful? Should we be doing it? And how are we doing it in a way that the children will really love what they're doing? Wow. Now, that's a lot of intentional effort from the teachers, and that's a lot of stress for the teachers, I would say. I think that's our job as teachers. So we should want to make our lessons fun. We should want to make our lessons engaging. We should want our children to remember the stuff we teach them. So it shouldn't be seen as pressurizing. It shouldn't be seen as a burden. It's what we are paid for. That is our role, to teach. And we can either teach like dragons and students could be terrified of us, or we could teach so that students are loving what they're learning and really valuing the learning space and building long-term memory. Mm. Very important for every teacher. Now, finally, how these quiz tools assist teachers with their assessment and reporting administration? So I think, one, as a teacher, we need to be organized. We need to know when we are going to be teaching, what we are going to be teaching, and how we are going to find out whether the students know what we need them to know. And so, therefore, the assessments shouldn't just be an add-on because the system says so. They should be built meaningfully into the whole term or sections plan. And so when we start doing that and we start thinking about this whole long-term plan for every project or every term or every section that we are working on, we then start thinking about how can we make our lives easier? Because whether we like it or not, there is a lot of administration in terms of a teaching role. We do need to do preparation. We're not just going to walk into a classroom and thumb suck. If we are doing that, well, 
we shouldn't be in our classroom. Um, we should we should really be planning. We then once we've done the initial planning, we need to think about so there's the planning for how we do the activities and do we need resources? And then there's the admin in terms around assessment. And so most schools have an assessment system, and lots of the schools today end up with a digital system. Some are still using pen and paper for recording results and doing the exams and things like that, as we spoke about earlier, but they end up with all these marks being plugged onto a digital platform of some shape or form where a report is then generated and or typed out or marks are just entered into and those are printed and given to the parents. I think there are very few schools still who hand write the reports that go home. So now if we think about our assessment and we think about how can we use this effectively, let's take a Google form as an example. The results of your Google form automatically go onto a spreadsheet. So your marks are already on that spreadsheet. If you then link multiple forms onto that same spreadsheet and rename them. So I'll give you an example. If you're a foundation phase or a, a year one, two, three teacher where children are doing weekly little assessments for maths or for vocabulary, you could have a template for the assessment where it's blank. And every week you just change the date and perhaps put in a word or two that you know what you're assessing. The students then get this form each week and as you read out the words or call out the mental maths, the students fill this in. If you now take each week's assessment and put it on the same spreadsheet, so each one would be a new tab, by the end of the term, all of those marks could be there. You could then easily link all of them to group together on a single sheet, which then gives you the overall mark per child. You can add averages. You can calculate the differences. You can do all the other things that you need to do with those. And if you think about doing that for all your different kinds of assessments, that can save you a huge amount of time in terms of your assessment that you would normally have to market, write the marks into a book, and then take those marks and type them up on a computer. If you're still doing it all on paper, you won't see an error quickly, whereas if you've done it digitally, you can flag the, the errors and change it, and it'll change all the results, either for that child or for a class. If we then think of reporting, you could then create your report, and whether you use another Word type document or whether you use your spreadsheet, you could type out your comments for all your individual students related to different subjects and even your whole class comments. Somebody else can go in and check those spreadsheets for the marks, for the comments and everything. You then can create your report as a word type document with a whole lot of merge links and then it can just be merged from the document with the spreadsheet information and your reports are then created. Those then can either be printed or individually emailed to your parents. The same could be true for certificates. You could have a document which is a certificate which is then merged with percentages or results and the 
student's name and the subject, and your certificates are then all created once the mail merge is done. Those could be printed or, again, digitally shared, whichever you feel. So starting to use technology to save on your admin time is really, really important. Wow. Uh, a lot of insights you shared here today. Wow. Wow. A lot. Thank you very much. Um, wow. Are teachers still central to the plan to improve the quality of education and innovate around education as much as the students are? Well, uh, to find out, we need to first invest in teachers and prioritize them in our education recovery efforts so that every learner has access to a qualified and supported teacher. Let all teachers continue to expand their knowledge, even beyond what we have discussed here and the insights has been shared here by Karen Bostra. Thank you very much, Karen, for this. This is episode two and man, I am really really loving it. I look forward to three and four and maybe even another series. <laughs> Thank you. This has been really great. I would love to hear feedback from teachers. So leave comments on the station so that we can see how we can really meet your needs. Yeah, sure. Um, in the next episode, we'll be looking at digital interactive talk tools you can use for your online classes. Thanks for the time and for the insight in this episode, Karen. Thanks, Tony. It was lovely to engage with you again. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.